Is your client's pelvic pain worse after releasing their pelvic floor? In today's episode, I talk about the important impact the pelvic bones can have on the pelvic floor muscles. Hello, friends. This is Lynn Schulte, and you are listening to the Birth Healing Summit podcast. We are here for meaningful conversations that will transform the way you work with pregnant and postpartum clients. Whether it is a new perspective, tool, or technique, you'll be able to implement it into your practice today. I invite you to sit back, listen with an open mind, and grab the golden nugget today's guest has to offer. Now let's get started. Welcome to this episode, everybody. Today, I want to be talking about the pelvic floor muscles and the pelvis. And I really want everyone to consider that the pelvic floor muscle, the tension and tone in the pelvic floor muscle is actually telling you what's going on with the pelvis. And ideally, we're addressing the pelvic bones prior to doing intravaginal work. Um, And if we're doing that, then we're going to find that the pelvic floor muscles are going to be much easier for us to get them to, to be stronger and to function better, to release tone and everything. But if we don't do the pelvic floor or if we don't do the pelvic bones prior to doing intravaginal work, then I would like for you to consider this idea that the tension in the pelvic floor muscles could be telling you what's happening in the pelvic bones. So um, some of the patterns that I talk about in my new online course, Treating the Postpartum Pelvis, um, this new online course is just three hours long. It talks about the three different patterns that you can find in the postpartum pelvis. And the pelvic floor muscles are the indicators of what pattern you might be finding in there. So um, for example, when we have sacral flexion, meaning that the tailbone is lifted backwards, which happens for the baby to come on out, you will find that there is bilateral tension in the coccygeus muscles. When you go to do your intravaginal work, you go to palpate those coccygeus muscles. And if you have fine tension in both of those muscles, what I do is stop doing my intravaginal work, go external and treat the sacrum and bring it more into extension and then come back in. And I find that that tone is lessened in the coccygeus muscles. Now, it not be it might not be all the way lessened, but it is less. And then it is easier for those muscles to let go because we need to understand that the pelvic floor muscles are trying to hold the pelvic bones together. They, If the bones are out of place, the muscles are trying to hang on to keep that bone in place. And that is why if you have someone with pelvic pain and you release their pelvic floor muscles and the pain gets worse, you know that those pelvic floor muscles were trying to hold that pelvis together in the first place, meaning that the bones of the pelvis are in this unstable position and the pelvic floor muscles are holding on for dear life to try to hold those bones together. And when you let go and you force those muscles to release, 
then the bones, the, the bones being out of place, it's going to be even more unstable. And that's why your client's pain got worse. So please keep that in mind. And, and I just can't hammer home enough that the bones of the pelvis do not always go back to their original position after birth. And we need to help spread this word far and wide to everyone, chiropractors, PTs, OTs, body workers, massage therapists, like help them to understand that the bones of the pelvis after birth do not always return to their original position. And when you bring them back together, then the muscles of the pelvic floor don't have to hold on for dear life. Another example of tension in the pelvic floor muscles is if you find tension in the superficial transverse perineal muscle, I invite you to check to see if that ischium is more splayed on that side because it's causing more tension in that perineal muscle that attaches right to it. And when you bring that in, it can really help to soften that muscle. And so that's why it is imperative that when we're doing intravaginal work and we're trying to get the muscles to release, that we work with the pelvic bones as well. So your external hand should be on the pelvic bones. And when you use the pelvic bones to help the pelvic floor muscles to release, you'll find it is so much easier. So please start to pay attention to where you're finding tension in the pelvic floor muscles. And if it's on one side or pay attention to where that, that tension in that muscle um, connects and then think about your anatomy and think about those bones and what could have happened during birth. Because if you're not asking your clients who are postpartum what position they were in when the baby came out, then you're missing a big piece of the puzzle as to how to help them to better recover after birth and helping the to understand the impact that birth has on those bones will help you to understand the impact that they're having on the pelvic floor muscles. So please know that, I, and that's what I do. I work with the bones and try to bring them back to their original position. And then when I do intravaginally, I go in and I assess the muscles. If I find bilateral coccygeus muscle tension, I immediately go, maybe I didn't do enough with sacral flexion. Let me try to recorrect that or correct that more, and then um, go back in and notice a difference in those muscles. Um, if I find uh, transverse perineal muscle is tight on one side or increased tone, I'm really working to help bring that issue immediately as best as possible to help to release that tone. So keep this in mind. And if you're not currently working with the pelvic bones, then please check out my treating the postpartum pelvis online course. It's three hours. You'll learn three different patterns. The pelvis can get stuck in after birth. You'll learn how to assess for those patterns and you'll know how to treat them. And I really, it is my goal. It is my dream to have every practitioner who works with postpartum women, even our non-pelvic floor PTs, they need to come take this course so they can better help women that they work with for back pain, pelvic pain, um, ischium or uh, hamstring issues, 
Hamstring issues could be from ischial splay. Um, and so any therapist could really benefit from this treating the postpartum pelvis course. And please help me spread the word, let other people, practitioners know about it so that we can, I've just taken out all the other stuff from the holistic treatment of the postpartum body course, and it's just on the pelvis and learning how to treat these three patterns. And um, you, I, it's my dream that every pelvic health therapist will take this course and do this work prior to doing intravaginal work. Okay. So please check out that course. Please understand the connection between the pelvic floor muscles and the pelvic bones. And it's imperative that you work with the pelvic bones as you're doing intravaginal work. Okay. So please give that a try. Check out that course. And here is to smoother births and faster recoveries. We'll see y'all in the next episode. Take care. Today's podcast was brought to you by the Institute for Birth Healing. To discover more, visit instituteforbirthhealing.com. To claim $50 off of any online course, use coupon code PODCAST50 at checkout. Till next time, I'm Lynn Schulte, founder of the Institute for Birth Healing.